Hey, folks, how are you? Rob Howard here alongside David Cole. This is another edition of Face to Face. David, you're going to get I it. I point there. to myself. <laughs> you need to put like a little sticky on it so you know where everybody is. There. So you can is point to here, point to here, whatever. Point to there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, folks. Episode number 14 of Face to Face here on our Facebook page. Of course, you can get all of our content as well. All of these shows end up being put on YouTube as well. So if you're not a subscriber of the eCard News YouTube channel, we're going to do a lot more video when we get back to racing later this year. So make sure you follow us on YouTube as well. We then turn these face-to-face interviews into audio podcasts. They run on the ECAN radio network. Then they're available for download on iTunes or Google Play as well. And if you haven't downloaded the EKN radio app, you can do that as well at iTunes or Google Play in the App Store. Uh, to be able to get uh, all of our ECAN radio content, uh, push of a button on your mobile device. It is uh, June the 9th, Tuesday, as we work our way in uh, to yet another month. Thankfully, racing is getting going. We've uh, been doing our update, our COVID-19 uh, karting club and series updates on the website. David's been working on that, adding new clubs, new updates. We've had new clubs actually give us information. But, David, a lot of new updates from coming from clubs as well as clubs and now series getting ready to fire up here in June. Yeah, club and series, regional programs, they're all – everybody's starting to get that that momentum going. Uh, we had the Cup Carts North America get going this yeah. weekend in, in Del Mar, Iowa, with uh, oh, roughly 100 entries there uh, for both days. Uh, yeah, clubs – are, are, are getting their 2020 programs underway. Some are already into rounds two or three as yeah. well. Uh, we're getting some good news out of California. Some yeah. facilities are going to be opening up out that way, uh, especially with the uh, Cal Speed karting uh, circuit. Uh, we're, we're hearing that is going to be opening soon. We got Mike uh, Smith pitched down for uh, for Thursday. Yeah, so we're yeah. Uh, we're we're excited. It's exciting for for so- Southern California there because those guys, have, you know, <laughs> nobody's been racing there. No. Uh, I think I think we I think there were a number of them that went and traveled to Grand Junction, Colorado, to uh, to race in the Colorado wow. Karting Tour there. So, yep. uh, you know, Colorado had a big event there. So uh, yeah, we're 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 slowly but surely getting there. We're getting closer and closer. It's like you know, it's. It's like getting that fast lap. You're almost there. You're almost That's there it. a little bit here, a little bit there. And and so we're almost at full strength. We're not quite there yet, uh, but we're almost there. And uh, again, all the clubs and, and series and tracks that are getting going right now, we ask you again, please be the model of consistency and the model of uh, bringing safety precautions to the racetrack. I know there's not a lot we can do as a karting, uh, karting sport. Uh, we separate the, the paddock. We you know stay away from each other, social distancing. We social distance, I think, as it is, as family units at a, at a racetrack. But let's do what we can, folks. Take care of each other. Wash the hands. Wear the masks. All the stuff we need to do to make sure that we don't get shut down. Because there are other other racetracks around uh, the states that are kind of getting themselves into trouble opening up when they're not supposed to. We're not under the radar. We're where we're allowed to be, but we're not uh, we're not uh, putting up any red flags. Let's put it that way. Um, I do want to thank everyone who has been buying the T-shirts, the, the hashtag support carding T-shirts. I've talked to a bunch of our clients at eCarding News, our, our partners that make uh, make us happen. Without them, we wouldn't have EKN. So all those uh, ads that you see uh, on the website and the commercials you hear on EKN Radio and all the podcasts, uh, that's thanks. Without our partners, we wouldn't be even here. Uh, David and I wouldn't have jobs. You wouldn't see us at the racetrack. And we would be bringing face-to-face to you. Uh, so with the, that support carding T-shirt, we're raising money. It's all going to our partners. We appreciate that. They appreciate it as well. 
Um, we actually, I've got the list, made the full list of everybody who posted to social for the social media challenge, hashtag so, uh, support carding and taggy carding news on any of the platforms, a full list. We'll add some more because our first drawing for the gift pack from Style Aesthetic and e-carding news and the swag uh, is coming on Thursday. I was going to do it today, but we had to get some more names in. So we'll do our first one on Thursday, David. Someone's going to win a bunch of stuff. And they're going to look good while uh, while they're at the racetrack wearing it. Look cool. <laughs> you can get a green, I mean, green I mean you don't you don't look good, but the shirt looks good. What the? <laughs> at least you're wearing a at least you're wearing a hat. That's horribly. <laughs> I'm wearing a hat. Keep it under wraps, baby. Come on now. No, keep it under wraps. Um, all right, so lots of great stuff coming. Uh, we talked about Mike Smith from Cal Speed Carding. He's going to join us on Thursday right now. Next. Uh, Thursday, the following Thursday, I'm setting up to talk to the good folks at, uh, at Racing for Vets. That's going to be a, a great program that we're going to we're going to bring in, kind of in, uh, educate everybody on that great program out of Ohio. It's tremendous. We'll talk to them uh, on next Thursday. That's when we were able to get all three of the people involved in that together. But more stuff coming as well today. A really cool guest to joining us here right now. The 206 and hashtag Operation Grassroots program, David has been really starting to pick up momentum over the last number of years. We've seen huge numbers at the Battle of the Brickyard in the 206 category. Massive numbers going back to Quincy in the park uh, at Rock Island. Big numbers still in the 206 category. The Cup Carts North America Grand Nationals, maybe the exclamation point with that, uh, with how many numbers they're getting in an all-breaks 206 program. But the Buckeye Carding Challenge in Ohio uh, kind of caught me off guard I want to say it was like March or April last year when I was following them on social media and, and they had these huge numbers for the first race of the series. So joining us here today, Scott Smith from the Buckeye Carding Challenge from Fremont Raceway Park. Let's bring Scott in. Probably one of the, I want to say under the radar a little bit, Scott, in terms of this amazing program you guys have developed. But Ohio, very, very lucky to have you guys. And the Buckeye Carding Challenge is absolutely massive. We're really proud of what we've we've done in Ohio, and the, we've got a lot of great tracks and good racers working with us. So uh, the timing was right a couple of years ago when we got the series kicked off, and it's just taken off like a rocket. I know that you and I did a podcast uh, a while back. Let's uh, let's kind of re-educate the EKN uh, nation about who you are. Let's talk about your your origin story. How long have you been in the sport? We talked before we went on. That some of the t-shirts back there are probably dated from before I got in the sport. You're, you're like 30 years plus in, in karting. Give us give us some of your origin story. Um, I've been racing for almost 30 years. Uh, when I was a kid, my dad was a track photographer at the local sprint car track and drug me along with him every week. Didn't have to drag me. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I was a track rat. Yeah. But uh I got the bug early, and when he decided to go racing, we looked at uh, quarter midgets first. They looked really cool, but just weren't that exciting to me. Looked at dirt bikes, a lot of a lot of crashes and <laughs> broken, broken arms, broken, broken legs. Arms. <laughs> exactly. And then we found out there was a cart track literally a mile and a half from our house. Went there, loved it. I've been hooked ever since. I was in fifth grade at the time, so been about 35 years now. So what was the car track that was five miles from your house? At the time, it was Hasselbach uh, Kart Speedway. Yeah. Quarter mile road course. It's actually one of the, probably one of the five oldest kart tracks that's still operating in the country. That's but awesome. Ton of history there. Um, through the years, it's run uh, Ohio Sprint Series, Kingdom of Outlaws, IKF Nationals, WK District 6, and a, and a lot of other series. Um and uh, as as you know, 
ended up purchasing the track. My brother yeah. in uh, 1992, there was a chance of it being turned into a trailer park, and we just couldn't see that happening. We were both in, in college at the time, didn't know any better. And wow. Listen, that's, that's a dream of both David and I, to be able to have our own racetracks. I would love to own a car track. You have one. That's fantastic. Anybody's got one they want to sell, call David and I. We'll figure out a way to own it. But uh, that's so. How long have you had Fremont Raceway Park for? Uh, we bought it in '91, so we're looking at 30 years. Wow. Uh, first race was in July of 1960, so we're looking at 60 years of racing and <laughs> half the time. What? Uh, tell us a bit about the track. I know that uh, we had talked about the fact before the show that our good friend AJ Whistler raced there when he was a kid. Tell, how big's the track? What kind of what kind of what's the venue like? So we have a quarter mile asphalt road course. Um, it was actually one of the old courses that uh, IKF and WK actually put in their manuals as a record. <laughs> okay. Ah. Um, Three hundred foot straightaway. A uh, couple one eighties. One of the hairpins real tight and some uh, S turns. It is a beautiful track for the sportsmen and junior classes and the senior 206s. Um, we have some great Yamaha races there. And even some of the tag and uh, shifter guys come out there to practice because you can really work on your driving. Um, I, I have a real affinity for the old school tracks that are a little more narrow and more of a club track, you know, not the, the big one mile tracks we have nowadays is sprawling, you know, two, three, four, five million dollar facilities. It's those backbone tracks, I think, that are, like you said, a quarter mile long, perfect for junior racing, perfect for 206, and like you said, perfect for uh, a shifter car driver or a tag driver who wants a workout to really work on their driving. It's We need we have to have tracks like that, so kudos to you for, for keeping that track alive. That's awesome. It's uh, It's been a long, fun journey, and there were a couple of times when we didn't think we were going to make it, but wow. with the uh, rise of the 206 program, I feel it's really saved the small local road courses. Agreed. Uh, we're, we're seeing numbers grow slowly there, which is is what we need. Um, we've got luckily a dirt track as well on the same property, and that's yeah. kind of helped us get through some of the tough times. Let's talk about. Uh, of course, you've had this track now for twenty something years, twenty five plus years. Uh, let's talk about the genesis of the Buckeye Karting Challenge again. David and I were very impressed with the numbers you guys have. You guys have put together this tremendous two hundred six program uh, that runs uh, throughout Ohio. What's the genesis of this? Uh, what was the first conversation? When did the Buckeye Karting Challenge become a reality and not just a bunch of bench talk for a bunch of guys wanting to put something together? So it's it's kind of interesting. It was. The fall of 2017, um, my son was, Carson was doing a lot more racing regionally and stepping it up a little bit. And he always heard me talking about the old days and the different series and all the carts and this and that. And he kept, for, for a couple of years, probably he was bugging me, we need to do something. We need to get a series going again and stuff. And we decided it was about time to pull the trigger and Scott Benton was helping manage the track. I had a different promoter in there at the time. We've taken the, the management back over okay. now. But Scott Benton had kind of had some thoughts about doing the same thing and said, hey, you know, I'd love to get in on this. And uh, he jumped in with, with both feet and really helped push us uh, to make the series what it was today. The first year we ran three tracks. We ran Fremont, Adkins, and Thompson. Mm -hmm. So uh, three smaller tracks, 
pretty good region. And uh, we were tickled pink. We averaged, I believe, about 68 carts per event, ran just uh, probably seven classes or so. And everybody had a great time, uh, got very excited. And over the, the fall and the winter, we had tracks, drivers, sponsors all coming to us saying, hey, of course, <laughs> we want to take this to the next level. That's awesome. Because you look at the schedule that you guys have, and I know we'll talk more about how it's evolved and what you guys have had to do to kind of move things around because of COVID-19. But, you know, you got Thompson, you got Atkins, like you said, you're at Wilmington as well. You're at Circleville, you're at G&J. It's like everybody came to you guys and said, hey, you guys are rebuilding like club and, and regional level karting here in Ohio, man. Everybody signed up on board. That's great. It, it has been great. We've almost got the problem that we've got too many tracks at one yeah. Um And we work really hard um, as a track owner and somebody who came up through club racing. We don't want to step on the toes of the local tracks and clubs. Um, and it, it's really a, a balancing act to, to not do that. Yeah. We actually, this year, instituted a bonus point program. It's it's not a lot, but you can earn bonus points towards our championship by competing at local tracks. Ah, I like that. That's good. That's really good. All right. So let's talk about uh, how things have evolved. I know you guys obviously would have already been racing by now. I believe, uh, what, one or two races you guys have already had postponed. Give us the update on how COVID-19 has affected the Buckeye Carding Challenge. So we've we've actually been pretty lucky. Our, our first race was scheduled in uh, early May for Camden. And that was last year, the event where we pulled in 166 entries. <laughs> kind of blew us away. We were not <laughs> expecting it. It was a, was a long day. We got through it. Everybody was patient, had a great time. It, we continued to have great numbers through the rest of last year, but uh, that was early in the ball game. We saw, um, Scusa and USPKS, you know, and even VKA racing. We're not racing. You know, everything was changing and so fluid. We held off as long as we could before we decided that that event we had to, to cancel it. Yeah. And get the word out. So what we did was we rolled them into October. Uh, the weather in that area is pretty decent in October. Mm -hmm in the you know recent years. So we rolled them into the end of the schedule at October and our, our round two was scheduled for June 14th, this coming weekend at Thompson. And we were sweating bolts for a while, <laughs> held on for that one. And we're, we're going full bore ahead uh, this coming weekend at Thompson. What is what? the, what is, oh, sorry, David, go. I would say it's got, it's got to make you feel good that say Cedar point in Sandusky, which is a little bit close to Thompson, that's that they're going to be opening. so it's got to make you feel more comfortable that places like that, especially in your state are opening to be able to host events now. So the, one of the problems we've had in Ohio is people have been waiting for them to say you can open go-kart tracks. Well, that's not going to happen or it's, it's not going to happen for a long time. So we are looking at a hodgepodge of rules that they have for um, for campgrounds, for golf courses, for other sports and stuff like that. And we feel with the, the things we've put in place and everything else that, that we're good. Um, we've talked to county health departments and other officials and nobody said that 
yes, you can, but nobody said no, you can't. <laughs> So, <laughs> what is what is the overall status right now? Is other racing like dirt tracks, car, car tracks, whatever, are they open right now? So, or Ohio has a lot of short tracks and yeah. a fair amount of bigger road courses. Um, they've started running without spectators at the big tracks. Okay, um, the cart tracks are running as non-spectator yeah. events. They're not doing grandstands areas or bleachers for the areas that have them. Um, You've got to be a participant or connected to a participant. We pause this show for a quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. In karting, it's important to be supported by the right people. With over 40 years of experience in the sport, Trinity Karting Group has everything you need to make your program successful. We do it all, and we do it right. Trackside support and arrive and drive programs at many of Karting's biggest East Coast events, full product sales and service, and professional coaching from our experienced staff. Trinity Karting Group is a full service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, which gives us access to our custom designed driver training facility. This allows us to offer private one on one coaching to take you to the next level. We're also your Midwest home for Tony Kart and IAMI. And we're your source for MG and Avinco tires in the region. Tony Kart quality cannot be beat. So call us today to put you in a new chassis for your next event. In 2020, we'll be racing and providing arrive and drive programs for the full Supercarts USA Pro Tour and the Great Lakes Pro Kart Challenge. The WK's Car Week in Daytona and exciting events like the USAC Battle at the Brickyard and the Rock Island Grand Prix. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Karting Group provide you with customer service and a racing experience second to none. Trinity Karting Group has a long history in the sport, a winning pedigree, and we're dedicated to driver development. We take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude. Let us build a custom race program for you. Give us a call at 513-421-4463 or check us out online at trinitykartinggroup.com. It was the biggest Briggs & Stratton 206 race of 2019, and you're not going to want to miss the 2020 edition. The third running of the Cup Carts North American Grand Nationals welcomed over 280 entries spread over eight Briggs 206 categories for all ages, and this year's finale will surely top 300 entries from the U.S., Canada, and beyond. Be part of history with the Cup Carts North American Grand Nationals 4 are held on October 2nd, 3rd, and 4th at the Newcastle Motorsports Park in Indiana. Another record-breaking entry total is expected with drivers from all over North America set to take part in this year's event. From club competitors to international stars, the fields in each class will be stacked with talent. Gear up for this year's Grand Nationals by following the Champions Cup program from Cup Carts North America. The regional traveling series visits grassroots facilities throughout the Great Lakes and Midwest area. Visit cupcarts.com for more about the Champions Cup program and updates regarding the Grand Nationals 4. Be part of something special. Be part of the Cup Carts North America Grand Nationals. When you think racing tire in the U.S., one name stands out, Huger. 
The history of Hoosier Racing Tire is one of an American dream and is the tire designed for champions. At the end of 2018, Margay Racing became the sole United States and Canadian karting distributor, establishing Hoosier Kart Sport. Throughout 2019, Hoosier Kart Sport has expanded the Hoosier brand to kart shops, tracks, clubs, and racing series across North America, focused on grassroots programs. Four different compounds are available through Hoosier Kart Sport. The R55 is among the most popular with shifter kart categories. The R60 and R70 serve the two-cycle and four-cycle community at the club and regional level. The R80 is the official compound of the Margate Ignite program. The Hoosier Wet has been tested to the limits and ranks among the top rain racing tire in karting today. With a wide range of compounds and a made-in-the-USA racing heritage, Hoosier Kart Sport has the tire you need for your track, series, or personal racing needs. Head to HoosierKartSport.com today to find your nearest dealer and follow them on all social media platforms by searching Hoosier Kart Sport. Thank you for listening to the EKN Radio Network. We now join the show already in progress. Let's go. So the way we're, we're going to go on that. Let's look at the rest of the schedule we have. So first of all, let's let's give the, the promo for this weekend uh, for, for, for Thompson. Uh, if people want to go racing and they're anywhere near the Ohio area and they want to go do something different. I know I saw a bunch of people say, hey, we've, been, we've raced here three times already. They want to do something different. Talk a little bit about, about Thompson Raceway Park. Where is it located? Talk about the track a bit and how people can enter if they do want to come and race. So Thompson is uh, east of Cleveland, probably less than an hour east of Cleveland and okay. about the same west of Pittsburgh. So it's uh, pretty easy to get to. It's right off of uh, Route 90. And it is an older track. It used to be smaller. They've added a couple of sections to it that gave it some nice passing opportunities, but still kept the tight sections, which make it a, a challenge to drive. Um, we Our pre-entries are closed as of now. Okay. But the uh, we have over 120 pre-entries, yeah. and uh, 206 classes are looking really good, and our senior Yamaha class is going to be another good one, which won't be a surprise to the people in the Midwest, but some of the people <laughs> out might be saying, Yamaha's. Yamaha? <laughs> yeah, we've got some of our best racing in our Yamaha classes. That's great. But, That's awesome. But, the, uh, but uh, we do take race day entries. Okay. It's a whole $20 extra to enter on race day. So, um, you know, we're not breaking anybody on that, but we really pushed the pre-entries, one to help with lines and social distancing. Um, and Friday is parking and setup, no on-track activity. We've, we've really tried to gear our series to run at a very professional level, but make it comfortable and affordable for the club racers. Nice. Don't have to take a bunch of days off work. Um, Saturday is optional practice. It's included in the entry fees, um, four rounds for each class. And then we have a free dinner that evening. Um, Sunday, there's one round of practice and we go racing. Man, that's solid. Do you have a sponsor for the dinner? You want to give um, a shout out? So the, uh, Dump Motorsport is the sponsor of round one this year. So I uh, want to give a shout out to them and that helps cover the dinner. Um, but also, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, Boss Pro Karting is a local indoor kart facility in Cleveland. It's right near the airport. They jumped in with us at year one. Yeah. 
any, you know, we came to them and said, hey, we want to put on this series. Can you support us? And uh, Lee Boss, one of the owners, actually raced WK National sprint cars, sports cars, and some other stuff, and raced it at Fremont when he was young. He jumped in and said, sure, tell us what you need. They've been there from the beginning. Um, Klotz jumped in last year. Big supporter of us. Uh, can't thank them enough for sticking with us. And then also uh, Hoosier Kart Sport, TS Racing, and MG Tires jumped in this year. Uh, so a lot lot going on there. That's uh, awesome. That's great. I almost hate to mention our sponsors because we've got so many. <laughs> I don't hey, listen, anybody. we'll push back and you can just roll them all out if you want. <laughs> <laughs> So it, for, for people that are interested in coming, a, a couple of things they should should know that are really different for us from the other national series. Um, one, like them, we run rain or shine because we can't reschedule, but we run open tires. So we've got sponsorship. That's different, yeah. We've got sponsorship from Hoosier, uh, Vega, and MG, and they all, all have uh, – pitched in quite a bit. They're giving tires to give away and helping us in other ways. So, so that's big, but we found that in our area, we're right in the middle of a pocket of, of spec tire clubs and tracks and series that unfortunately all have different spec tires. I hear you. Yep. And we're not quite big enough that people want to spend the money for spec tires for our series but they can come and run one race or the whole series on the tires they have and use them up and, and be competitive. And, uh, and it's working out really well for us. Yeah. I kinda, think your, your numbers prove that. <laughs> I was going to say, kind of go over the classes that you do offer, because as you said, Yamaha is a category that you guys run. So people may not be familiar with the categories that you do offer. So we'll run over through the 206 ones first, because they're pretty easy. We run the, the sportsman junior, senior at 365 and masters. And unlike a lot of other series uh, are, we don't have a heavy and a light and uh, you have to choose masters or senior. You can't run both. Um, and several reasons for that. One, we actually are trying to keep our, our senior numbers under control because of this track size of some of the places we're running. We have to races and stuff like that. I think we had 40, Two forty-three seniors at Camden last year. I remember that. We've got over twenty pre-entered for for Thompson already, um, and and there's some more I know aren't entered. Um, so we've got our two hundred six classes, and then on the two cycle side, we've got fifty uh, cc Comers, Micro Swift. Um, them are both pretty standard classes, and then we've got Yamaha Sportsman and Yamaha Junior, and then we've got Yamaha Senior Can, uh, Tag, which the Tag class we got pushed into adding a little bit, and that's kind of kicking off. That's looking like it's going to be a real good class. And then we've got K Senior and K Masters. So, Well, I think the Tag thing is good because it's kind of a – you can put all the different types of Tag engines out there because, as you said, a lot of programs are spec, tire – spec engines where the tag categories are great for clubs and and for for programs such as yours that takes club racers to different tracks to to be able to run the road tax or the rock or the IME engines all together 
Well, a, a lot of people will know the name Sean Cook from Cook Racing Engine. He pushed us a little bit on that. He's like, hey, I, I know a lot of guys that have these engines that are on the shelves or on carts, and they want to come race. Now, the, the tags were only doing at three of the tracks. Uh, um, Thompson is one of them. But it's uh, the, the tag challenge by Cook Racing Engines. And we've got, I think, we're going to end up with around 14 tags or so. So, yeah, that's a nice field for us. <laughs> no, that's great. That's that's a perfect um, regional field for sure. All right, let's. <clears throat> I want to give give your class lineup. Let me go run through the schedule. Uh, your schedule. I have that here. So June fourteenth this weekend at Thompson Cart Raceway. Uh, a month later, July the nineteenth, you're set to go to Adkins Raceway Park. Uh, middle of August, but another month later again, you're going up to your track at Fremont. A uh, couple weeks later to Wilmington Raceway Park. End of September, Circleville Raceway Park, and then as you mentioned before, uh, back to G and J to Camden at the end of October. It seems like you guys like to have that kind of month separation. With this, you know, there is a little bit of a change there, but it's usually about every month for you guys. That's, is that kind of what you guys have tried to do with Cadence? Um, we, that's what we we tried for, but we really also tried to work with uh, a lot of the other organizations, uh, especially USAC. We really tried to work with them, and uh, Route sixty six is on the edge of our region. Um, there, there's a few guys that do that in USPKS with us. Um, uh, Battle of the Brickyard obviously is on everybody's. <laughs> schedule and Elkhart and we've exactly and we've we've got some local street races we we try to work around so the uh the schedule's pretty good that we've got two of them that only have a, a week in between but at they're, they're spaced out nicely and I really like the diversity of the tracks that we're going to um uh Wilmington a lot of people probably aren't familiar with that no. it's fairly new it's got some one really long straight straightaway. It's got one kind of winding sort of straightaway, and then a tight section and some elevation change. And uh, and then most people know G and J in Camden's yeah bigger track. And then you know we've got the the smaller tighter tracks. So you've got to be well well versed in our series um, to to do well. Yeah, it sounds like to win a championship, you have to be able to handle so many different kind of racetracks, which I think is great. Let's now focus back on your racetrack. Uh, what is the status right now? What's the approach uh, post-COVID or mid-COVID-19 for Fremont Raceway Park? So I, I want to step back one thing. I we Back to the BKC real quick. We talked about as the, much time as you want. the different tracks and that you have to be well-versed. But uh, besides the different tracks, you actually got to be a real racer and, and – just a fast driver because we still use a pill draw and a two heat system. Yes. <laughs> so if if you win a BKC race, you've earned it. Um, I like that. You've got to be able to, to pass carts, not just go fast. And we had a lot of talk over the past year about you know going to qualifying. Some of the fast guys didn't like working their way through. And when it came down to it, the majority of our racers said, Hey, we don't want to go spend a whole weekend and pass three carts. We want to race, and that's uh, it makes it really interesting. And in so, we're on, we're on your side, Scott. Don't worry. Do do most of the clubs already use that system already? Yes, most of the clubs in our okay. use that. System. So that, again, that's something not new to the racers who are, are are pretty much doing your program already. It's it's for all the other clubs who 
you know, you give them, you, you, you make them put their hand in the thing to, to get the, the P and they're like, what am I, what do you mean? What don't I just go qualify to get my spot? Yeah, no, that's listen, the, the, the P pick and the invert, you know, the flip flop for the heat race. That's how you teach drivers to race. And we, we do that. We don't do that at the national level anymore. There's lots of drivers that are fast and you watch them on a weekend. They've passed, like you said, maybe two or three carts all weekend long. And that's not how you learn to race. As soon as they get put in the back of the pack, they can't pass anybody. So um, we're big fans. I know David and I are both big fans of the P-Pick. I think it's the way to go. And that's where we wanted to actually fill the gap. Um, we're we're getting close to, to some of the numbers and stuff, but we're not a national series. Um, we're pulling great numbers. We have great support, but we like where we are. We want to be that step where the club racers can go before they go to Route 66 or or Scoozer Cup carts um, and and gain some more experience there. Uh, we've got some some racers in the BKC that at win it win at Cup carts, win or finish at the top of Route 66 in, in Scuza and at Newcastle and uh, Elkhart and Indy. So uh, the the competition's there, but uh, it, it's a good stepping stone. Well, it's crucial to have that, <clears throat> Scott. We talk a lot about the, the pyramid of karting, right, with the clubs and then regional, then national. And you have to have that place for club racers to go when they want to get better. So kudos to you on that. I think that's amazing. Uh, David, anything else for BKC, or can we jump to Fremont now? Let's go. All right. Uh, Scott, tell us what's going on with, with Fremont. Where are you in terms of the club track? We talked about what BKC is doing uh, amid the COVID-19 kind of uh, lockdown, not lockdown, but uh, restrictions. Uh, where are you guys with Fremont? So we actually will have our first point race on the 28th. We should have had a, a couple of point races since then. We try to run once or twice a month, um, enough to keep people active, but not interfere completely with family life and other races and tracks and series. Um, so our we actually opened the season with a, a VKA event. Oh, awesome was uh that one was really touch and go i had a lot of concerns about uh, health and safety with the the older crowd there and we we really enforced the social distancing there um we brought in a hand washing station that we you know people know it was there we asked them to use that the the no handshaking uh stay in your trailers for the drivers meeting over the pa and all that so Weather was uh, was not pretty, but we still had uh, I think around fifty for our VKA event. So well, listen, the, the vintage racers have been sniffing racing fuel all their life, so they're half pickled anyways. That didn't kill them. <laughs> they they told us that you know after all the, the clots that they've breathed in and everything else, they're pretty much immune to methanol, <laughs> the tire prep. <laughs> um, so uh, we opened the season with that. It went pretty well. And we had been doing a few private practice sessions without advertising it. And we decided, okay, it seems people can be smart, use their head. We rolled into private and semi-private practice sessions. People were aching for something to do. Everything was closed. They wanted to go racing and stuff. Um, we've had a really good spring with that. And once again, just kept control, you know, ask people to use their heads. And uh, we, we've got actually uh, COVID-19 waivers where, you know, we ask about their health and ask them to be responsible yeah. and sign off there and stuff. So uh, our, our first race um, 
back we did almost completely under the radar. And we had people come from Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Um, showed up for that, mostly Yamaha and 206 classes for that. Uh, good turnout for that. Uh, we ran last weekend. Not a great weekend to run, to be honest, with a lot of graduation stuff going on. Yeah. And Thompson had, uh, happy for them, they had a great opener. A lot of people went there to get tuned up for this weekend for the mm-hmm. Yeah, we knew that was going to happen, and it, it was a non-points race for us. So, um, so they had a good show there. We had a, a good day, and uh, we're we're real excited about moving forward with the, the season at Fremont. So you have the, your hands and everything, which I think is awesome. Obviously, you have the track, you have Fremont, you got the uh, you got the BKC, uh, but there's also some big street races. I know most people, at least they've been in, in the sport for 20 plus years, have heard of Commercial Point. But we talked before we went on it, and you kind of brought up the, this Clyde Grand Prix. What's what's this this Clyde GP all about? So the Clyde Grand Prix runs the third full weekend in September. It has for this will be the 27th year. Man. If it goes forward, and it should, there's COVID concerns, but um, there were actually some other concerns before COVID came around about financing it. Because it's uh, once again, it's a low entry fee, local type event, and the the fair board actually puts money into it, and it was was getting a little expensive. So the karting community got behind it and got some support with sponsors and stuff for that, but. Uh, we run everything at that from kid cart to Yamaha's. We've run shifters. We actually ran uh, champ carts or cage carts in the past. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Clones, stock predator, piped Yamaha's. Um, over the history, we've had anywhere from around 65 to uh, 160, 170 entries there. Um, so we're, we're looking forward to that in September. It's a, it, it's kind of a good way for people to wrap up their year. You know, mm-hmm. it's in the fall and the, the spectators come out like, like crazy. And it's just a good time. They, uh, we have a chicane. It's a old style Elkhart type chicane. <laughs> of, of yep. Straw bales. Yep. And there is a group, uh, they're controversial. Sometimes they, uh, call themselves the shit can gang. <laughs> of uh all the shit that happens in- <laughs> and uh, they bring out posters and uh and really root on the racers they have t-shirts made they donate money to charity for awesome. seats on a trailer with great views and stuff uh some of the racers if it's the last race of the a day for them they'll pick up a beer there and Pick it up and stuff. I like that. It sounds it sounds like turn two at Rock Island. It was kind. Of, it used to be kind of the similar thing. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So and and they see a lot of action in that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So That's Scott, right. where do, where if people uh, first I've heard of this race. It's it's wild. I've been doing this for twenty something years. Where do people find? Is there a, is there a website? Is it is there a page on your website? Where can people find out more about the Clyde Grand Prix? So um the actually the Buckeye Carding Challenge supports the Clyde Grand Prix and Commercial Point. Um, because we're we we're really not in this for for ourselves. We're in this to support karting in Ohio and the carters in the region. So um, there's there will be information shared by our Facebook page and on our web page. Um, but the Clyde Grand Prix also has a Facebook page. If you you search, you'll find that um, Fremont Raceway Parks also on Facebook. 
like us, follow us, and you'll see the information for Clyde on there as well. Um, and we also, the Commercial Point Grand Prix, it's interesting. Um, Clyde goes as the, the longest continuously run street race in Ohio um, because it's been running for 27 years straight. Commercial Point is the oldest street race in Ohio. They started in the early 60s. Unfortunately, they took a, a break for five or 10 years at some point in the middle and started back up in the 90s. Um, so Commercial Point's another uh, another great race that we like to support. Uh, Commercial Point Karting Classic, they have a Facebook page, a web page, and of course, we'll share all their information as well. Yeah, we'll, and what we'll do is when we're done here too, we'll go on and find those pages. We'll share out some stuff. They posted some stuff. We'll share it out on EKN so people can see that as well. Uh, let's wrap things up here. David, any, any other questions for, for Scott before we maybe do a quick wrap on, on the opener of Thompson this weekend? We pause this show for a quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. If you've seen it on track, it's certainly caught your eye. It's the Nitro Lefty Briggs Chassis. Fresh off a dominating performance at the 2019 Cup Cart North America Grand Nationals at Newcastle Motorsports Park last November, drivers stunned with their new Nitro Lefty Chassis. It's certainly a different approach with many benefits. The American-made Nitro Lefty is designed for the Briggs LO206 class with a left-side mounted engine for better weight distribution. This cart features easy access clutch maintenance, the ability to run one-piece gears for better chain runout, and MCP brakes with a lightweight brake rotor. The 2020 Nitro Lefty Briggs is available in cadet and full-size frames. The Nitro Lefty responds to changes just like our two-cycle chassis. It's enabled my son to win big races and championships all across the country. All over the karting world, everyone knows OTK is the gold standard for quality and performance. In the U.S., OTK USA is the source for all things OTK. From the legendary Tony Kart brand to the race-winning Cosmic and Xpree chassis and the new for 2020 in the U.S., the Red Speed and the EOS, OTK quality is second to none. All five brands are winning races and championships across the country in national programs like the Rock Cup Florida Winter Tour and the Challenge of the Americas, the Scusa Pro Tour and the Scusa Winter Series and the Pro Kart Challenge, and the United States Pro Kart Series and the WK Manufacturers Cup. And OTK products are also front and center on the podium of club and regional races from coast to coast. To learn more about a specific product line or to find the OTK USA dealer near you, whether it's Tony Kart, Cosmic, Xpree, Red Speed, or EOS, visit www.otkusa.com. Specific chassis territories are still available, so kart shops interested in adding a winning component to their product lineups can contact OTK directly. Club racing has been taken to a new level in the Cincinnati area. The Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati is proud to present the Pro-Am Karting Championship, a four-event series from June to October that will serve an area of southwest Ohio, eastern Indiana, and northern Kentucky. 
The Pro-Am Karting Championship will provide categories based around the IAMI and Briggs & Stratton engine programs. Utilizing the Supercarts USA rules and partnering up with the Margate Ignite Karting program, Pro-Am Karting Championship has something for new drivers and those experienced racers as well. Our revised schedule includes the following dates. June 21st, August 22nd, September 18th, and October 31st. Make sure to head to mccproamcarding.com to learn more about this exciting new club racing program. Thank you for listening to the EKN Radio Network. We now join the show already in progress. No, I think we covered it. We covered classes that'll be run there. Uh, you know what to what to be aware of. What uh, one one kind of thing about scheduling? Do how many club races are typically run by these tracks that you kind of go to? Because we know we see a lot of club tracks have fifteen to seventeen yeah. race weekends just for clubs. So I'm wondering how all that, you know, you were factoring in USPKS, SCUSA, Route 66, CKNA, how that all kind of mingles and you stir it up and boom, there's your schedule. So the tracks that we've worked with have all agreed not to hold club races on other BKC weekends, which nice. Um, in general, the club racers aren't going to, to a lot of the other big races and series. So the clubs are running on some of them races. Uh, Fremont, we have, I, I think we'll end up with 11 races this year. Um, Thompson has a few more. Uh, OVKA at Camden, you know, they have they have quite a few, but actually uh, Circleville doesn't even have a club schedule this year, unfortunately, but they are open for practice. So um, great place to test if you want to get a hold of them. Um, Wilmington only runs 206 carts there. Okay. It's, it's not a big issue. Um but we, uh, the, the scheduling is is probably one of the most challenging parts of. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, <clears throat> of any of everywhere, right? It's crazy. Oh, oh yeah. All right, Scott. Let's this this weekend, folks. If you're looking for a place to go have some fun, in obviously 206, uh, in KA100, in micro, in in the in the the the, uh, the Cobra class, the the kid carts, and in Yamaha. <laughs> if you want to pull the Yamaha out. I had the uh, Thompson Kart Raceway. Who are let, let's let's go with uh, the two hundred six senior class. Who's the hot shot there? Who are the, who are the guys Ooh. to beat? I want to so find out. It, oh, hold on, I'll, I won't even put him in trouble. I'll just say Gary Lawson because Gary's going. Is he racing? Right? It, I don't think Gary's gonna race. Oh, okay. He I knew he was going, so I just oh, figured I'd throw his name. Probably scared. So <laughs> Gary's uh, Gary runs good at Thompson. Gary yeah, runs, good everywhere. runs good everywhere. That's right. He cut his teeth at Thompson when he was young, but uh, his son is running uh, Kid Cart, won our championship yeah. here. So he's going to be, I think, pretty busy uh, with them, and he helps some of the other racers uh, and helps us out sometimes. But in in two hundred six senior, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Eric Fagan, who's got. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, he won our championship last year and he hasn't pre-entered Thompson yet. So we'll see if he shows up or not. I know Under he's under the radar. He's got a busy schedule. Um, we've also got Ian Quinn, who's been stepping into the national scene a little bit more. Mm -hmm. He ran Florida and he's doing uh, USPKS and some, some other stuff, but because of some scheduling conflicts, he's probably not going to run our full series. He's he'll be at Thompson and some of the other races, but that opens a door for 
Michael Miller, uh, Dylan Johns, uh, Curtis Harrington, Eric Goldstein, Carson Smith jumping into that class this year, and some other people. Uh, oh, and A.J. Roderick, if he shows up at Thompson, he's really tough there. So Okay, now now let's go to David Nye's class right now. First off, for the Masters 206, what weight do you run it at? Uh, 390, 35 years <laughs> older. <laughs> Or three thirty and over if you're two hundred pounds plus. Uh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> we know David and I are both like two hundred pounds. We have to put twenty five or thirty pounds on the cars to hit three ninety, three ninety five. I would love uh, to be able to run masters, but I I have to add weight to hit like three fifty. So yeah, I know. yeah, we're and we're big, we're big dudes. Anyway, so okay, who are your, who are your fast guys in, in masters? So uh, masters is going to be interesting again. Uh, last year was really tight between uh, Kevin Picklesheimer who okay. we talked about last year a little bit. Yep. He, uh, he runs for Coyote, uh, had a really strong year last year. Then we've got Frank Sullivan and Frank Massandrea, um, who are, are going to be tough. It's going to depend, again, on on who shows up. But them guys are, are a blast because they – in our series, everybody comes off the track, friends, for the most part. I like that. Them guys, them guys in particular, they come off the track. They're laughing. They're hugging each other. No hugging for you guys this year. Yeah, no hugging. <laughs> um, you know, they're helping each other through the whole weekend and everything. So that's a that's a great class. Uh, okay, so two things right now. Yeah, okay. Here's the first thing I want to say is the the reason why I was giving a couple shout outs. The first the reason why I found out about you guys was was Keith Freeber last year that said, Hey, you gotta you, you gotta hear about this this BKC race. And I was like, Man, okay. And that's when I reached out to talk to you guys. And then we get a shout out from a legend himself, uh, Randy Kugler. Says, got on here late, but I hope Scott mentioned the killer banquet they had last year. The awards were phenomenal. I know uh, a lot of programs like yours, Scott, when it, when it's not about making money, you guys do whatever you can to get you know money uh, or get a lot of prizes at the, at the awards banquet. Give us a little kind of, of, of a sneak preview of what you get when you're a BKC racer at season's end. So uh, first I want to uh, thank Keith. Uh, through Margay, they, they were sponsoring the uh, Camden event, which got bumped back, so they'll get yeah. at the – the end of the season, but uh, Keith was kind of like you guys. He heard about us through social media and some other stuff and said, Hey, what's this all about? Yeah. Our gay came in and, and, and supported us. And um, we try to do some really cool things at our races and at the banquet. Um, we, uh, we had Jason Burgess flagging for us at, uh, at Camden last year. He may show up again uh, at some race, this year sometime. Um, Randy Kugler announces for some of our races and he emceed our banquet, which uh, Lake Speed was our guest speaker at. Man, that's awesome. And is, as far as awards, every single driver that competed in the BKC that came to our banquet last year went home with something, probably at least a $50 value, if not more. Um, our, our entry fees are unbelievably low for for the value that you get and compared to to racing today so we, we don't give a, a lot away at our our weekly or our our point races we do give awards and we do a lot of giveaways uh, a lot of tires uh chains fuel t-shirt oil stuff like that but uh our bank with the champions get a really really nice uh uh I, I wish I had one with me. The the ward is the outline of the state of Ohio in like uh, plexiglass, and it's it's a really 
school award. The trophies for everyone else were were great. We gave a cart last year in a drawing. We're giving away a trailer for this year. Um, a trailer. A trailer. Wow. So uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot going on. I don't know if you saw David's face, uh, Scott, but you mentioned uh, Ohio and state together in no. one sentence. And no. I, got, I got Dave all fired up because he's from Michigan. He's, yeah. a, he's a Michigan guy. We've got uh, we've got a few competitors from East Lansing, Flat Rock, and the old Michigan Cart Club and yep. like that that come down and, and tread in our waters. We've got people from Pit Race that that join in. Um, a few from uh, from like Kentucky and, and West Virginia, and the Indiana contingent from SIRA and USAC. And, That's uh, awesome. And White well, Lincoln. You know, Scott, it's one of those lines we keep saying, right? If you build it, they will come. You guys have built this amazing series and people want to come. Numbers breed numbers. We talk about that all the time. And you guys have put together something really special, which is great for Ohio and great for everybody in the surrounding states as well. So congratulations to everything that you've done. And of course, the staff and everybody, all the volunteers to make this thing happen. Congratulations on this. Oh, the the, the staff and sponsors um, couldn't do it without them. I want to give one more shout out to Scott Benton and Carson all of our, our racers and our staff that a lot of them are, are volunteers get some token pay. And then uh, especially the sponsors, uh, once again, Clocks is our title sponsor, Boss Pro Karting, TS Racing, Hoosier Kart Racing, and MG Tires. Uh, they, they've all been phenomenal along with all of our, our class sponsors and associate sponsors and everybody else. All right, folks, this weekend, the Buckeye Karting Challenge getting back rolling at Car uh, Thompson Kart Speedway, Kart Raceway, right? Thompson Kart Raceway. Raceway. Let me get it right. Um, move in on Friday, practice uh, on Saturday, going to race like crazy with the P-Pick on, on Sunday, folks. So, guys, make sure you, if you want somewhere new to go, try out this series because uh, everybody, everything I hear about it, it's a fantastic program. Lots more races to come as well. But if you want to go racing somewhere a little different this, this year, uh, just east of Cleveland, as Scott said, at Thompson Cart Raceway this weekend. So uh, check them out online. Make sure you follow them on Facebook as well. Scott, thank you for joining us, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you. Weather's going to be great. We're looking forward to seeing everyone. That's it. A little, uh, little racing by the lake, ladies and gentlemen. That was uh, Scott Smith from the Buckeye Karting Challenge. David, he keeps inviting me to come down to these races, and they're always on top of something else I've got to do. And, of course, now with the COVID deal, I'm, I think I'm – 15 races and 18 weekends so it's going to be a little nuts for i want to get down to one of these races for sure though because it seems like something i would i think you and i would both really like to do yeah 2020 is a little bit uh hard to uh to fit in schedules here here and there you know obviously we're not going anywhere until the month of july yeah. uh so, you know i have personal reasons you have uh border reasons i can't get across the border right now <laughs> so uh so that uh that that has the issues so uh but yeah, it's, you know, again, it's, it's that grassroots foundation. That's, you know, that's where it's building at. Like he said, even at his track, he's, he's got that, that the Briggs and Stratton program is helping to rebuild the club again. So it's just, it gets people off the couch and on the, on the racetrack. And then, you know, two or three years at the club, they start looking for a little bit more. And, and that's what, you know, you, I love those state championships, you know, because in the old days they used to be you know, that was, that was your regional program was, was you going to all the different tracks in your state. And if you won that series, you were, you were the top guy from your state. state. Champion. So that was state champion, yeah. Right? I mean, we, we had it with, with Buchanan, uh, East Lansing. And as he said, flat rock used to yeah. be a, a big track. So we had that here in the, in the state of Michigan, California, obviously had, 
you know, massive state championships mm-hmm. uh, over the number of years. So, uh, it, you know, it's good to see those those states who do have uh, multiple racetracks to be able to put together a program like this. Matt Abel dropped down, says, come out to G&J in October. I think that weekend, though, is the same as the finale at St. Petersburg for IndyCar. So I, I may be screwed on that. But, David, <laughs> we, we may be able to get you out there for that race. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. It might be a little cold in Ohio, but uh, – <laughs> It's before Michigan plays that school down there, so uh, I'll be able to wear my Go Blue shirt very proudly. We might have to get you an e-card and use Go Blue suit, like a whole suit. Uh, uh, there we go, yeah. Yeah, right, right. All right, guys, we're wrapping things up again. Thank you so much from, for Scott for joining us to talk about the Buckeye Carding Challenge. We, when I heard about it last year uh, from Keith Freiber, went online, saw the numbers they have in that first race. Man, I was blown away. And to be able to see, again, the Briggs 206 program really has helped it. David, Yamaha. Like 16, 17, 18 Yamahas. I, I like seeing that, you know, obviously a lot of guys are going KA right now, but Yamaha's still a great club in regional motor. You can buy them really cheap right now. <laughs> There's you no can. doubt about it. Yep. And again, you can make them last at the club level. And again, you don't, you know, when you're at that level of, of competition, you don't have to keep pouring money into it. You know, you just keep racing it over, put a new piston in, you'll be good to go. That's it. All right, folks, uh, again, big thank you for for tuning in to this edition of Face to Face, uh, episode number 14, as we continue to work our way through here. Uh, Of course, the stay-at-home order is still kind of locked down, but everything's opening up. It's opening up here in Ontario. I know it's opening up in Michigan and opening up pretty much in in all the states. We're hearing more tracks like Cal Speed uh, are starting to open up in California. I believe they ran a big car race, uh, an amateur race, an SCCA race, at Laguna Seca this past weekend. So we're going to have Mike Smith on. He's going to come and join us from Cal Speed Karting in Fontana on Thursday. He'll tell us kind of about what's going on there, what their plans are. We may try to get another one of the uh, the track owners, track managers from, from California to join in to kind of have a kind of California-centric program. We're also going to pick uh, a winner of our first uh, social media challenge for the hashtag support karting. If you haven't ordered one of the support karting T-shirts, to support the carding industry, go to ecardnews.com slash store. When you get your shirts, make sure you post a picture on social media. Use the hashtag tagecardingnews.com. We're going to be giving out a bunch of gift packs uh, throughout probably the next couple of months, I think. If people keep posting, keep buying, we're going to keep giving away more stuff. So uh, we do appreciate that. We appreciate everybody. David, wrap it up for the day. It's Tuesday. Yeah, it's time to uh, time to get the grill going. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> don't even say I don't have a grill. <laughs> Living in a condo is fantastic when I'm traveling like I do. I just lock the door and go, but just lock down into a nine, 950 square feet, I'm going crazy. It, it happens. Go, I'm gonna go, be on go. The, But I'm going to be on track next week with uh, – <clears throat> I was say, go golfing or something. Go hit oh, a nine right now. I played golf last Thursday. It was fantastic. There you go. Changed my world. To play go do golf. it again. I'm going to go play some more golf. Folks, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. If you have anybody you want us to interview that we have not interviewed yet, we're lining things up for the next couple of weeks. We've got more coming on as well. We're going to get a, actually, we're going to get a shop tour from Odenthal Manufacturing coming up in a couple of weeks as well. I just got off the phone with Alex uh, and David Odenthal. So that's going to be coming. That'll be a pretty cool deal. They've got some great news coming up too, some special news coming. Uh, but again, folks, uh, we appreciate you tuning in here on EKN. Appreciate all your comments. Thank you so much. We're doing what we can to make sure we keep pushing positivity into the sport and getting people excited because we are going back to racing. Can't wait to see you all at the racetrack soon. Take care, folks. Book it.